My name is Keen, and I am paired with one person with questionable taste. <laughs> Would anyone like a slice of cream cheese pie? <laughs> I'm James. <laughs> <laughs> I welcome along to Sister Pod, the RuPaul's Drag Race Reaction Podcast on the Headstuff Podcast Network. This week we are joined by the wonderful Patrick and Russell DeGastro Gaze to talk about episode three of RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars five where it's it's the design challenge no not even design challenge it's a hotel room it's a it's shit the, the drag queens stand in the stand in in a space with a bed that they painted part of the wall like it's it's not <laughs> challenge the, and but i mean like relevant to head stuff this week there was an awful lot of crackers head stuff going on next week is pride week as i'm sure many of you are aware and we have a special cocktail giveaway we dropped out twice so make sure you listen to the outro of this episode and we'll tell you all the information there but up now it's Patrick, it's Russell, it's Castro Gaze on Sissy That Pod. Thank you, Patrick and Russell, the Gastro Gaze, for joining us today. We'll start with you, Patrick. How are you enjoying All Stars 5 so far? Uh, thank you for having us. Um, an honour. Uh, loving All Stars 5. Um, <laughs> I have to say I'm really enjoying the twist in yeah. uh, the end of each episode. I think All Stars as as a as a format I think has always evolved and always kept us all on our toes and I'm glad it's like still evolving because I thought the last season kind of got a bit stale. So I'm happy for all of the turns and twists and um the excitement yeah exactly and yourself russell i'm living for the second that the uh, lineup was announced i think there was there was a meme going around on the internet of basically the, the gays Ooh, the internet <laughs> yeah uh, the, basically the, the gays being like ah! uh seeing that lineup and it was just a sequence of constantly ah-ing, and that's exactly how i was because i just think like there's been a couple of years with the All-Stars lineup where it's kind of gone up and down and you've kind of gone, wow, you mm. just repeated the last season um, because you wanted two winners or three winners. Um, <laughs> and, this, yeah, and this time around, I think, you know, it's the real uh, creme de la creme, not creme de la creme, not ben de la creme of the kind of, <laughs> uh, of, the kind of All-Stars. I think it's a really great lineup and I, I agree with Patrick. The twist is very, very good. I keep... It keeps us on our toes. I agree. I think that like I've been really enjoying the the series and the lineup of queens is like really interesting and it's a fun mix. But this episode wasn't wasn't all there. Us two uh, <laughs> predicted that they would do snatch game in this episode or some form of snatch game and unfortunately it was uh, the complete opposite of that <laughs> yeah. yeah instead of humor and comedy we got uh, <laughs> i don't know yeah and, <laughs> and like arguments and threats and yeah now, could you imagine this on drag race uk and how fabulous this would have been this would have been changing rooms linda barker would have been a judge oh my god overalls Lawrence Lewin, oh, no, no. Have you seen Instant Hotel? No, I haven't. Oh, guys. Oh, my God. You oh, need my to God. Watch it. So, the first season is fantastic. Um, and then the second season is fine, but Lawrence Lewin and Bowen presents it. Mm. Oh, sorry. Is this the. Um, is it Vietnamese or. No, but that's also no, very that interesting. That's also good. <laughs> I, ha- I have seen that one. That- I've seen a bit of that. And, like, he is just. He walks around being like, I hate corners. You need no corners in your room. Like, what's going on? Okay, so, Instant Hotel is that except Australia. 
Um, and oh, okay. the drama is like amped up to 18,000. Because they're all Airbnb hosts, yeah. essentially. Okay. But for legal reasons, <laughs> and, like, can't so say Airbnb. Catty <laughs> and so. Uh, so is it like four in the bed? Yes. It's kind of that, yeah. But with drama. Okay. And like across <laughs> all Australia. That's interesting because I did think when I saw this challenge, like, what sort of a reality show are they trying to pretend this is? Who would watch a reality show about, about making over hotels? And now, now clearly there's a whole micro industry that I wasn't aware of. Just go onto those channels that you kind of skip past to get to like BBC One or something like that. Yeah. And you'll go, oh my God, there's yeah. the Hotel Suite channel. Ooh. What were the name of that, the, the gay male couple who used to do over people's houses? And one of them ended up in the jungle. Colin and Justin. Yeah, yeah, I remember that show. Oh, I used to watch yeah. that quite a lot. And their judges or guest judges on Canada's Drag Race, I think I saw. Oh, really? Yes. What? <laughs> really? Apparently, oh they're big in Canada. Who knew? Oh, wait. Are they. I want to know how that happened. Are they Canadian? With... They're Scottish. Are they Scottish? I don't know. How does. The... I'm so lost. Who knows? Who knows? But they're there. And uh, yeah, apparently they're big there. So that's a mystery to me and probably everyone else. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like Linda Barker. It's like I was kind of hoping in this interior t- design challenge that it would have been an incident of the teacups falling off the shelves and oh, collapsing. God. Like that would have been that would have been brilliant <laughs> yeah. if, if that happened in this instance. But no, it was, um, <laughs> it was a bit naff. Okay, well, let's take it back to the start. First of all, it comes in after Andrina's elimination. They have the little box there of all the lip syncs lipsticks and even though everyone was on Gina this week it made me excited for next week's when they're pulling them out being like who voted for who and I think we might see that in next week's episode um but yeah, I think it, it kind of fell a bit flat because it was like, oh, everyone voted for Angina, even Angina. And then even Angina? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A clean sweep. Yeah. I mean, yeah. okay. I love what Mayhem said, though. <laughs> where she was like, oh, well, you know, did, I shouldn't have sent myself home. And did, can you believe I did that? Yeah. Hey. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hey. <laughs> And then they confront Cracker over what she said to Angina. And like... I really don't even know whether I can believe Cracker anymore. It's all very strange. What's a game and what's real? I don't this 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 whole Cracker thing, I'm I'm it's it's constructed. Mm, uh, Alexis Mateo has decided she's inventing this storyline for herself and obviously they're pushing it on into next week with the whole Blair Sinclair thing and I'm just like I'm over it. Cracker doesn't see Cracker just seems to be like has 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 bad luck, is saying the wrong thing at the wrong time, is putting herself across wrong I mean, I think what she said to Angina was shit. Like, there was mm. no two ways about that. Like, she absolutely shouldn't have said it in that way if that's how she meant it. But I just, I feel like Alexis is trying to pull it out a bit more. And they're like, I'm going to watch all of you. I'm going to get to know all of you. I'm going to get to know you inside out, upside down. Watch out for me in your hotel rooms. <laughs> like, that was a weird sort of, like, aggressive threat coming from Alexis as well. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I feel that it's really forced. And, like, okay, create drama now. It's like... Episode two, episode three. Okay, here is the drama. And I think in All Stars, before we've seen how uh, queens have called out other queens who aren't kind of giving it everything and who are um, and who aren't completely in the game. So I think it's right and it's usual that um, it's challenged because obviously All Stars is. Um, the 
Yeah, it's like huge stakes. So if you're in it, you are in it to win. So I kind of agree about the calling out, but the forced cracker drama, mm. uh, I'm like over it and I can see it continuing episode after episode. That bit in the makeup room as well. Uh, wor- the makeup room. The work room. <laughs> <laughs> in the place that they do their makeup at the mirror. <laughs> there anyway um in the work that sounds weird um in the workroom when it was that kind of um argument that came along where uh shay just was like hi are you okay cracker and the shark eyes coming over Mm. from the other side Uh, although in earshot it's like okay so cracker i can see alexis over there how are you feeling it's all so forced (laughs) But to be yeah. fair, Cracker did purpose to be like, oh, you know, people I respect, like, oh, Mariah's here. Mariah and you, Shay, and Juju B, full stop. Everybody yeah. except you. Okay, bye. Yeah. I think what's happening a lot is, I think Cracker is saying things and it's like absolute verbal diarrhea and mm. she gets to a point where she's like, oh, crap, I've committed. Uh, just finish the yeah. sentence and take the consequences and deal with it. Yeah, but it's weird because I kind of felt so she kind of gave her little thing like, "Oh, I was doing it to improve Angina," which I didn't believe. And then she was shady towards Alexis, and Alexis called her out in it. And then in the talking head, she's like, "Oh my god, my anxiety's back." But then in the actual show, we see her kind of be kind of happy and stuff. So and then she explained that she was actually okay. So I was like, right. And then when Mariah says it was good to work with you, she cries. So I'm just like. Is the anxiety real? Is it not? Oh, I'm so confused. <laughs> is it anxiety or erraticness? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. As in, like, I've I've always really, really enjoyed Cracker as a contestant and <laughs> as a queen. I think she comes from a real point of difference from every other queen and can be so funny and so, uh, so um, in the moment... But I just feel every time it's always like 85% there. And I'm just willing her to, um, I guess, excel. And she's never quite there. Um, But if that's her 85%, especially on the runway, imagine what her 100% could be. Mm, You know, especially today. That egg. Now... (laughs) The fact that was incredible. I love the fact it was constantly just kind of like a little peak. Don't hit the lights. Don't fall <laughs> yeah. off the stage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna fall. How far am I? Okay. <laughs> also, she had like she has these like short stumpy legs coming out of the bottom. It was hilarious. Um, I would I would agree. I think that with Cracker, she is someone who kind of it seems that when she has obviously everyone's different and some people really will like relish that moment of kind of like right I need to think right now I have to like respond within the next 20 minutes to the challenge that's front of me Cracker seems to do her best work when she has time to prepare and time to think which is why her 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 YouTube series are really funny or she's really good when she's like putting together a show whereas in that scenario where it's like right you need to do this now and you're under this pressure I don't think she necessarily is able to put her best self forward. And I think you kind of see that with the, even a bit of the edit she got in this episode where she was kind of like, when say Mariah and uh, Shay were chatting through about what their idea was going to be. And she was just sitting there kind of like, yeah, um, yeah, that's cool. Oh yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, maybe we'll, yeah. And I was just like, you just could really feel the sense of like she was obviously in her head being like I need to contribute something here but like just was unable to get mm. past that. There was a, people are talking about on online about how 
often the villain is is a person of color and how the fans turn against the villain like take Britta for example in season 12 and now that Cracker's the villain everyone's being really sympathetic oh she has anxiety oh I understand her and I'm just wondering like there's so much conversation about how toxic the fandom is how racist the fandom can be would Drag Race be better getting rid of the villain edit and going for a more side of less hateful edit of people Um, did we kind of have that with the UK one there was less of a villain edit with the UK one. Yeah, true. But I think on the UK one, really, all, all of the queens had sort of bad qualities that got amplified and positive qualities that got amplified. Because, like, you know, Davina and the Vivian, Baga, all the rest, all of them had their moments where they were, with, with the exception of our gorgeous blue hydrangea, who was perfect Absolutely. right the way through. But <laughs> On that point of the edit of the villain, um, I guess at the end of the day, it's an entertainment show. Mm. And it has mm. to have highs and lows and drama and excitement and all of that. So I think about it less as an actual fair <laughs> uh, competition and more as a each episode has to have highs and lows. Um, so the villain edit, I think you kind of need it, but I do think the fandom gets a bit invested in it mm. at times i yeah. think the villain edit is alexis though it's going that way now possibly yeah 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 <laughs> i think l- last week certain like last week there was no question cracker put her put put herself into ridiculously th- like threw herself down on the tracks and were like please crucify <laughs> me everyone i am going to I am going to like out of nowhere just come and take this like season one fan favors and be like get out of the competition you're crap, and that and you know I do think that she like if another queen had done that it's potential that there would have been a much more toxic reaction to it absolutely, um but this week I feel like it's kind of so I think that what we've seen in previous seasons is the villain edit becomes kind of an arc whereas what's happening here seems to be like it's it's sort of it's contained within episodes yeah. almost because i feel like in this episode the villain was more alexis mateo mm. and the way she was setting herself up to be this kind of like the way she was sort of setting herself up like almost kind of like she's like the the ice queen who's going to be sitting like deciding yes. who stays and who goes like there was a real sense of like her just belief of her right to just go right through the competition at least that's what i felt 100 100 <laughs> agree and then there's the elements of the villain edit that you know i'll always remember the things that people say uh you know when celebrities come out with like celebrity big brother or i'm a celebrity or whatever and it's like oh yeah they just edited me in the wrong way it's like well that's the material you gave them um so that's what they made out of it which is often i know in american tv it's very very different because it's such a different kettle of fish but in the whole thing this afternoon or this morning watching that episode alexis goes oh well i'm just going to pick shay for this bye it's like one you picked a fan favorite (laughs) one you picked the girl who won last week's challenge and you're like oh you slipped up okay bye (laughs) so so it's like well well, that edit you're instantly just doing it to yourself oh, but actually you're right uh, no you, you're you're right because she was like oh i'm so disappointed in angina that she would give up on her chance in this competition we need to be the best of the best we all need to be fighting for this we have to be passionate for it and then like and obviously had this whole thing of like i want to be competing against the best whereas then this week she's like opportunity to get rid of my main competition <laughs> bye yeah. it's like i'm hanging my my morals out Here, here's a question the two previous all-star queens uh Jujubee and Alexis, are they approaching All-Stars 5 in a completely different way? 
Yeah, I like. I actually thought the two of them in this episode were fighting for like the shadiest queen with their sort of one-liners. I would have said mm. Alexis's comments were like sixty percent funny, forty percent mean, whereas Juju B is like a solid ninety percent funny, ten percent mean. And I think yes, she's yeah. winning the fans over more than Alexis. Oh, absolutely, yeah, hundred percent. I think that she's like I think Juju's playing a really smart game because I know we'll get to talk about it probably in, in more depth <laughs> in a while, but like Juju B is a a fucking lipstick assassin she is one of the best lip syncers that has ever been on the show and she turned out the sort of lip sync that I would give drunk on the George stage <laughs> on a Saturday night and like to one of the most iconic songs that we've had in the last couple of years the most expressive the biggest like the the potential with that song for performance are massive we know she has to be and she was up there sort of you know shimmying and shuffling beside Monet kind of at one point stopped and almost was like yeah <laughs> the only situation that she would have won that lip sync is if she was up against Charlie Hydes <laughs> <laughs> I mean even then even then at least Charlie was wearing those shoes but no like I I, I feel like she she calculated that having to like make the decision to send someone home was not worth ten thousand dollars, and she was going to step back and allow money. To <gasps> that's what I. That's oh, what I, I thought theory. that too. That's, I, that's that's what I fully mm. believe. I thought that too, and I thought that the first week. I thought we've been sold like a completely wrong impression of her lip sync ability. Mm. Oh, we haven't. Like I thought she started like. I always think she captures the song so well because it actually sounds like it's coming from her mouth, even though she's not a big black woman. Uh, and I yeah. thought she had that at the start and then maybe about 30 seconds in, she just was like, I'm just going to be a fifth of a second behind the words and cheer it. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I think uh, yeah. hadn't got a command of all of the words either. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Um, who had she chosen, I wonder? She chose Mariah. Oh, so it was. It was a. I'm sad. You are sad. I'm kind of like. Uh, I could have taken or left either of them. To be completely honest with you, either of who? India or Mariah? Bye. I'm kind of like. It was three in the bottom three. Only two in my eyes. <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> now I just wanna. Uh, is this the first time in Drag Race history that they just randomly drew the teams? I thought that was very suspicious. I thought that was full on a producer puppetry going on there. Hundred percent. But then, like, I mean, if it was full on producer puppetry, you would have one hundred percent put Cracker and Alexis on the same team. You would have, like, yeah. <laughs> so I was so confused there, and they were almost exactly like the teams last week. They just moved Cracker onto Shay and uh, Mariah's team. It's like in The Apprentice where they're like, I'd like you to move to this team instead. Um, And now we're done. And it changes everything. Like, um, it was just like when it was like, and we have randomly picked the the teams before before this. And then suddenly it's like, oh, that's so weird. They're all standing in the team. Exactly. And looking shocked that they're with these people. What a surprise. It's unusual, though. Very unusual for this pre-picked team. Yeah, yeah, and I was weird. wondering, there seems to be a bit of a, a butchering in the edit of this episode. I was wondering, was there a mini challenge that they just edited out? Because there, there was a walkthrough that they edited out as well. So I, I'm curious to know. Ooh, yeah. Yes, actually. You guys, you know, are watching a lot of interior design. You are food and travel bloggers. Which of those three venues would you like to stay in the most? Like, who did the best job in the main challenge? Oh, that's a hard one. Because um, you go first. And I'll say a different answer to yours. <laughs> Just for the edit. I would say... Are we going to make one of you the villain? Is that what you're saying? Please. Yeah, we're giving, we're giving Russell the villain. No, it's, it's always me. Trust me. Um, I think all three of them were concepts. Mm-hmm. 
So, um, in terms of the concept, I think... Okay, I'll speak through all of them briefly. The Rainforest one, I thought, was the least convincing. I thought, like, okay, it's so easy to have it green and floral and trees and all of that. Pretty obvious. And then they all come out in animal print. And I was like, okay, so you're really hitting home here. I'm in the jungle. I get it. Um, So that, for me, was the least effective uh, the gold one I thought was very Club 96 mm-hmm. in its mm-hmm. style, um, rich, absolutely rich, etc, etc. Uh, but I thought their stylings were, I guess, the nicest um, and kind of cohesive. For the Golden Girls, the theme of the room was my favourite one. Um, and even though they played up the it's kind of three grannies it's all kind of old and smelly in it um i thought the room was the most interesting mm-hmm. for for me um i thought i i really didn't enjoy the glamazon i i thought juju was right to win i think i was 100 percent behind that i think as a character and as a portrayal she did a really good job of it and excelled in that considering uh the theme wasn't very strong, very interesting. Um, the gold room, uh, I actually genuinely thought uh, Blair and Mayhem were amazing in that. I thought they really, uh, they gelled together. Maybe it was the benefit of being two instead of three, that they really gelled together. They really got the concept down. There was no kind of awkward moments like what a lot of the other ones did. The Golden Gals, I lived for that interior design. Just because I'm a tacky old queen myself, so I <laughs> love that kind of styling. Um, when it came to the challenge, though, and the judging of it, if you don't mind me going on a little bit, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. what I felt about it, because Rue, Michelle and Ross are also huge Golden Girls fans, they were looking at it in such a hyper-critical like the way, like the way we are going to be when we watch this god awful Eurovision movie that's coming out on uh, Friday. <laughs> that I've already said is god awful. I know it's going to be god awful, and I've already judged it because I'm going to be looking at it going, no, no, honey, that's not. It's dude's poor. It's you know, say it properly, do it properly. And I, I felt that they were kind of being overly critical in it because yeah. you know it was colourful. They gelled really well. There was a couple of hit and misses, but did you know? the girl who goes home deserved to be in that team i don't think so um no. did someone else who got a couple of votes deserve to be in that team i don't think so um so i think yeah i think they kind of didn't take themselves out of the situation in as judges if yeah, you know yeah. what i mean i definitely agree i felt the three of them shade cracker and mariah had the best characterization Maybe not of the actual characters in the Golden Girls, but characters mm. of these old women. And they weren't trying to have a, you know, a shtick. They were just trying to try to create this experience. And I thought that was my favourite. And I loved seeing the material that Shay made her opening uh, costume up, up on the walls and on the bed again. She has <laughs> reams of that stuff. Sp- spotted that too. It is earning her every episode. It's like, yeah, it's there again. <laughs> sustainable it's fantastic <laughs> um no I, I i would say that the glamazonian the the uh, yeah i think that the the jungle one was quite basic i i didn't really 
it, it felt sort of like obvious and then all of the I disagree about Juju deserving to win I thought that she was definitely the highlight of that team um, and and it was like India was just so in the, like India was basically featured as much as the pit crew in the entire <laughs> challenge like she she was just barely there um, and it kind of it, like even her <laughs> awkward performance was very resonant of her kind of like awkward like air or sort of a, the, a weather girl that she's a weather girl yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, that was that one for me that like contained the worst of it i think that the the golden gals as the concept for what the challenge seems to be was the best but i found the 24 carat one the most entertaining it felt like they put it like you said club 96 it was exactly that they put that kind of thought into we want to make this into more of a performance and that's i think what this entire challenge was missing was like a performance element there was there was there was like it was because like also if we step back a bit to like the uh, when they were like preparing the rooms like literally they were just like walked in they were like just throw some paint in the wall and then obviously like bobby from queer eye whipped in and just like did the rest of the <laughs> said us two said after the um after each of the t- teams kind of came in and offered some sabotage here and sabotage there and then it's like, okay, end of day. Everything is done. Yeah. It's a new day. <laughs> Elimination. And then it's this complete thing is all done. Yeah. Um, so I think they definitely had a helping hand on yeah. the styling, the painting, the choice of things. Also forced. That, that's, I, I, yeah, because I sort of was like... And also there was a little bit with Blair I picked up on this. And I think that Blair was trying to really like distance herself from that character that she had in her season. The kind of like the sort of shy little girl. And it's getting a bit much now. And you could tell that like she was playing up to the camera. Because the bit they showed of her where she was like wearing the white suit on the white wall. It was like she was trying to give that Valentina moment from the the, the club thing. Where she was like in her uh, heels and painting and stuff. And it's just like, stop it, Blair. Yeah, it was one of the things down. that she was going to just keep telling the joke until somebody laughed at her. So Mayhem was yeah. like, oh, she wants to laugh. <laughs> yeah. Get painting. <laughs> That's interesting it's what exactly. you say that about, because like, obviously we've said about Club 96 and we've said about this reference with uh, trying to be like Valentina. Mm. It, it, the kind, there hasn't been much repetitiveness in this All-Stars until this episode. In terms of things yes. like that. And mm. that's a thing, that's been a quality that you'd see throughout, whether it's doing Snatch Game and they do previous queens, or tongue-popping constantly, uh, and all yeah. that type of stuff. That It's like, everyone has been individual, very much so, until this point, which has actually been really nice to see, because I detest nothing more than when they're going through the workroom for Snatch Game, and it's like, who are you doing? Someone from last season! It's like, yeah. <laughs> For all of Pride Month here on Sissy That Pod, we want to share with you some of the wonderful drag creators across Ireland. So each week, we will be allowing a little slot in the middle of our show to share with you one of the wonderful drag queens Ireland has to offer. This week, it's over to Bonnie Ann Clyde to share with us our Pride message. Hey guys, it's Bonnie Ann Clyde, and I just wanted to quickly tell you about my weekly Instagram live show called naughty girl every thursday from 8 p.m till 9 p.m we spend the full hour spinning some gay bops performing some lip syncs and just generally having a good time so if you love britney spears if you love double denim if you love all of that you can check out my weekly instagram live show called naughty girl 
at Bonnie and Clyde underscore on Instagram. Give us a follow and check it out. Okay, so the runway look was three in one looks. For me, I always want from this is a beginning, a middle and an end, distinct look and the transition has to be clear. Whereas what I want is chips, curry sauce and rice. (laughs) (laughs) You you and Russell are two peas in a pod. God, I never first... watched the three and one so early in the day. Actually, no, that's a lie. I have. So up first was was Blair, uh, and I kind of quite liked she she got reverted to her own sort of sixty seventy style with these looks. Mm. Each of them were individual. Yeah, I mm. liked how she did. She was mm. sort of telling a story through time. Um, I think that her concept was probably my favorite for 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 this for this particular runway. Um, mm. My favorite of her looks Same. was definitely the disco one. Like she finished with a bang with that one. It was yes. it was mm. absolutely gorgeous. Definitely. And she actually had a concept in mind as yeah, well. Exactly. I, I do feel with some of these looks though, because there was three in one and each we had in ten seconds, the sort of quality of each look was less. It was kind of, they were kind of more mm. costumey. Yes. Yeah. And it's in terms of the reveal of them all was mm. very interesting. Like, what were they hiding under their bra? Oh, another dress. <laughs> and another bra. And there's others who have not really excelled as well. Like Mayhem. Basically, mayhem was just me getting into bed at night. It was like, oh, I have my house coat on, I got my slippers on, and I've got a t-shirt ready to go. Reveal one, take off two, and three. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I agree. I think it was like it, it was a very simple concept. It's slow, slowly, 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 just throwing aspects off until you're suddenly in a new yeah. delusion. Mm. Yeah, I kind of felt it wasn't the three in one look. It was one look in three parts. Yes. Like it wasn't like because the, exactly. the print was carried all the way through. That this was that was my least favorite. I think out of, out of all of them. And her print was hideous. It's like wallpaper. Yeah, mm. she's gonna Ugh. she's gonna come back and she's gonna do a room up with that. Like she she's gonna be like yes. she's the bargain basement version of the Shea Coulee. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> print. Now the artist is so, reopen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alexis's circus act number. Firstly, the makeup. Mm. Um, it was lost on me. I thought it hadn't got any connection to it until the third outfit. Um, I love the first but, outfit though. Yeah, I I'm, I wish she'd done something more interesting. Like I think that the ballerina, like no, no, for the middle one, I wish she'd done something more interesting. I think because I think that the mm. middle one bore no resemblance to the other two. Like if she'd whipped off that big top thing and been in like a strongman suit and then gone yes. into the the kind of like sexy trapeze artist, that would have been brilliant. Because also I'm like, I don't know what Puerto Rican circuses are like, but we don't have ballerinas <laughs> at our cir- circuses. Keep your ballerina out of my circus. <laughs> Imagine Duffy's circus having ballerinas. <laughs> the culture. Oh, I kind of think a bearded lady would have been fun because, you know, the greatest showman was a moment for a bit. Yes. And if that, was, that would be an easy reveal to pull off the beard. Yeah. You know? mm. Yeah. A great idea. Um, Concepts, mm-hmm. people. I'll write to Alexis <laughs> yeah. and tell her how she failed. Uh, <laughs> India was up next. And now... Even though I feel this didn't have really a middle, it had a beginning and an end. I actually quite liked both, uh, you know, beginning and the end. I think for me, it feels as if it's all the same outfit. Yeah. Um, it isn't three individual looks. It's all just a combination in the one outfit. So for me, 
It's like a strong look, but I thought for the challenge, it wasn't quite hitting the brief. Who Mm. I feel sorry for is the runner who works in the show, whose job (laughs) it is to clear the stage of these bits of fabric that these selfish queens have just gone... Disposing of. Disposing of. Um, I I quite liked this look. I I liked the the fabric. I thought it looked rich and fun. I thought it looked really well constructed. Not that I know what any of those things mean, but um, <laughs> but I I, I, I liked her. I liked her makeup. I liked her little hat. Um, mm. I I think it was one of my favorite India looks. Uh, that that we've I think well that we've ever seen. Um, I thought mm. she looked fantastic. Mm. But, I loved the first variant yes. of it. I think yeah. as it developed on, I was like, I like this less. If that was a runway where it was like, <laughs> you know. Day at the races or something. I don't know. Would you wear that to the races? Who knows? Um, it it would have been like, a like beautiful. A, look. a rich lady getting on the t- getting onto the Titanic, and then this is what she had to strip off to when and she was trying to scramble onto the, <laughs> the lifeboat. Paint me like one of your French girls. <laughs> <laughs> now, Juju B next. She had the clearest beginning, middle, and end, but her transitions were bad. Oh, yeah, they were terrible. I thought as a whole, um, her on the runway was. A boot, a, a massive, uh, really underwhelming. I mean, all three hadn't really got a great execution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was all so simple and so plain. And like, those wigs are all equally awful. Yes, agreed. <laughs> even Rue even Ru agreed. But like, the fact like the they're like having to put the like... And the carrots. <laughs> The raw carrots, like, what is that about? Now, I feel Mariah met the brief the best. I know Michelle read her for just taking off a coat, but, like, I felt the, the look totally changed when she took the coat off. And then the transition of two to three, where she just threw the dress down, I thought was great. I thought she stuck closest to her aesthetic. Mm. Yeah. So um, all of the other queens kind of had, like, c- c- concepts and other creative stuff. But I think she took this brief to interpret elements of her own aesthetic. Yes, mm. very much. That um, look that she walked out with was Raja, oh. her entrance look with the... Yes. The You're welcome for that one, Russell. <laughs> Stolen up, out of my own mouth, oh my but fine. <laughs> Intellectual well, property. It, Intellectual property. <laughs> so this, is, this, is, this is normal in our life, where basically he says something, he does his spiel, and I go... He didn't say the really clever line that he said. <laughs> Here I am. But I love, I love Mariah. Mariah is one of my favorite queens that's ever been on the show. Same. I think she's gorgeous. I act, I just, I love her as a talking head. I'm going to really miss her now. Um, and I thought all three of her looks were just savage. And that first, that like mm. the weird like Raja hat thing, like it, it was amazing. I, yeah, I think that Michelle needs to fuck off. But there you go. I said it. <laughs> I swear word. <laughs> okay, well, here comes this cracker and the egg. And I first thought that this was going to be like some plastic thing. So when it actually turned out to be the bottom of the dress, I was really impressed. Mm-hmm. That was genius. Yeah. It was just it so was clever. And so I thought, as you say, it was going to be plastic and it wouldn't float or anything like that. And there we go. It floats away. It, and then it just keeps revealing into different colors and different concepts. And what was it she described it as uh, Anastasia? <laughs> yeah, Princess Anastasia coming out of a Fabergé egg. <laughs> it's so good. I think it's the strongest of any of the queens tonight um, in terms of a concept. Uh, I enjoyed it, and I think it helped to keep her out of the three. Definitely, yeah. 
So um, I actually felt she was the weakest of the Golden Girls. So I um, thought she had the funniest line though. That sort of like I can a landline, so I can ring my children and remind them that they haven't visited me in a while. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. But that's cracker. She just is. A, she's a one-line queen. Mm. She's incredible at that. And she like you know, now Shea costume or not? Oh, is this Shea I thought it was uh, uh, Crystal Method, but anyway. <laughs> and I, oh, I, I thought it was, I thought it was I thought it was Jasmine Masters finally coming out in that. <laughs> Cocoon. <laughs> uh, I hated this. I thought it was terrible. I really didn't enjoy it. I thought it was it was an assault on the eyes. Um, the, like I mean, like the the wig was horrible too. Uh, I I don't know. There was uh, this to me had no redeeming qualities. Is it the same wig as in the Golden Girls? <gasps> I think it might I be. I don't think so. It looks like it could be very George Washington. Slightly different shape, I think. Slightly different. Turn on its side, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think very... the reason she got caught costume was because the butterfly wings didn't have that clear round shape. I think the just the, the draped material did look a bit costumey. I loved the dedication of the colours, the pink and the yellow. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I, think, I thought it was good. But for Shea Coulee's canon, it was one of her top looks. Yeah, I would agree. I think it is a bit crafty. If she changed her hair for black, I think it'd be stronger. Um, And the colours, the makeup is throwing everything off, I think. I can understand and, and appreciate the concept of it all. But it just looks weird mm-hmm. um, and ineffective. So, yeah, I think this out of everyone was, was probably the weakest. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. It's just, especially the the wings thing. It was like, oh, wow, wow, oh, wow okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it was weaker than Mayhem. No, I think Mayhem's was the weakest. Yeah. I don't think so. I, I don't know. I think that kind of like there was like an everything in the kitchen sink approach to what Shay did that like kind of was just which, you know, which needed to be edited. Whereas at least Mayhem's looks all were like it mightn't have. They were all nice. Like they all looked well. And I thought like when she finished up her like final look with her little like swim cap on and her like swimsuit. Like it was it was yeah. like she looked well. Whereas I just think that there was so much going on with Shay. And like with the crystals in the the face and like like yeah, it just was it was a lot to to see. And I didn't like I found that the colors hard to look at. I thought they were sort of sort of sort of psychedelic, in in a bad way. Mm. Um, to turn a light off to watch it on television. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or maybe we needed 3D glasses Eclipse. to make it say, maybe, that, on the stage. maybe it was yeah. us who was the problem <laughs> in this instance. Oh my God, it was us all along. Oh. <laughs> okay, so Russell, who would you put in your top three and who would you put in your bottom three? Of this week? Yeah. My top three. Hmm. I would have said, oh, this is a hard one because they're so different. I would have said uh, Juju is up there. Uh, Cracker purely for her runway look as my top uh, alongside I would say Blair just because I kind of have to pick one extra one because <laughs> kind of coasting and everything like that in terms of my bottom um, Mayhem for that look at the end especially uh, Alexis for general attitude and drama and India for just kind of being coasting along a little bit 
I'm a bit torn on Jujubee because I thought on the runway she was actually, in hindsight, probably the worst um, instead of Shay. As it was just boring and like amateur. Mm. Um, but I think she performed the best in her challenge, either her or Cracker. Um, so my top three, I'd say probably, yeah, Jujubee, Cracker and Blair. Uh, for my bottom three, I would say um, Alexis, India, and probably Mayhem, yeah. I, I They'd be my bottom three as well. Um, I'd say Jujubee and Cracker for the top two. And I'd actually put Mariah in there. Only because for me, I haven't... Mm. I never really saw Mariah's personality. She was always just yeah. like a glamour queen. And I really actually thought she gave really good personality in this. She kind of came out of her shell, if we want to use that <laughs> cliche. Um, so yeah, I would have put her in the top. And I thought she had one of the best runways. Yeah. I think that for, for me, the... the, the I, I would have actually controversially said that they should have given the win to Blair and Mayhem. I know that I'm not taking the yeah. not taking the, the rumor really into account. I think that they created the best experience and the the most entertaining performance for the hotel. Um, and you, you like even there was like the little things thrown in there to kind of like can you name the Jacksons all of them even Janky Jackson or whatever like that <laughs> like those are things were quite funny. Um, and then for as 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 the bottom would go, I I mean. I, I kind of would have just done it team wise and it's hard to know I would have probably just put all of the Glamazon gals into the into the into yeah. the bottom because I feel like the the the, the I was gonna say the Gilmore gals but that's not who they were the golden gals <laughs> the golden gals like had more like their, their concepts seemed more fun they had more character they felt like there was like a performance element to it that, that I was sort mm. of interested in or invested in Um, I think then in that Juju wouldn't have really deserved to be in the bottom three but her 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 performance was quite good but at the same time her runway was shocking bad so it was really yeah they could have made juju just safe and have it between alexis and india as the elimination yeah i think so yeah yeah Yeah, that would have been nice actually yeah (laughs) (laughs) and then we would have bid india farewell (laughs) and one thing naturally i'm not saying i don't like india i just think that she's she's fine she's done well she won the first challenge for goodness sake but Mm. i just think you know it's like and we've gotten enough of india now also the people who sit at the left hand side of the sofa when they come back into the workroom are always the ones who make the most emotional play. Have you noticed oh. that? I, Last I, week I, I am China. writing that down. I'm going to ask him some stats he on He loves his statistics. He is going to be going back over all of Drag Race. <laughs> the, where, where untucked seating placement puts you in terms of emotional breakdown. <laughs> exactly. Keep it out. That, that's the second week now where it's like, oh, so... um. How's your mother? I just want to stand this competition. <laughs> okay. And one thing that Patrick pointed out, I'll give you credit for this one. You're today. welcome again. Um, <laughs> thank you is... very much. Invoice in the post. <laughs> oh, it got lost. Um, is that the w- chances are there will be the return of a queen at some point. Inevitable. Mm. Unless the twist of this season is the predictability <laughs> has been taken away. So if there is, you know... Mariah is a good candidate to come back, mm, yeah, I think. I think, so. um, I think absolutely uh, one. Now, you know, unless Angina goes, oh my God, I realise I shouldn't have been so shit and comes back and <laughs> I found itself. it. I found everything I needed. It's like, really, yeah. girl? Okay. Derek might come back. Well, I, actually, this I, is, I, no. I literally no. just remembered that Derek was even on this season a second ago. <laughs> no. This is what oh, I'm no, hoping you. for, right? Because episode five is going to be Snatch Game. It's going to be a Snatch Game of Love. And... 
last time they did two different panels and I'm wondering are they going to be doing one panel of the existing queens and one panel of the returning queens and everyone does snatch Ooh. game oh that would be good oh. because it's midway like episode five is kind of midway that's when the queens do come back there'll be four gone there'll be six left I think that could be a good time for the return so we'll see I like that I'm going to be disappointed if it's not now <laughs> I, don't, I, I kind of don't want them to do any variant of Snatch Game again. I want them to just do Snatch Game, you know? Mm. I understand, though, like, it's a heightened Snatch Game for a heightened season. Snatch Game of Love, I think, actually worked quite well. But I, I don't know if it only worked quite well because Trinity was, like, unreal as Caitlyn Jenner. Leagues. <laughs> Leagues above wasn't, anyone else. Wasn't it Gus Kenworthy? Yes. Oh. Yeah, yes. That made it... So easy to watch. Oh, shut up. So that was fine. But other than that, it's just like, you know, I think it's kind of like, I know what you say about the elevation of it as a challenge, and that's Mm. fair. But at the same time, even the greatest queens can flounder. Hello, Trixie. Yeah. You know, um, and there's other queens, like I know uh, Angina, if she was still in it, she never did a snatch game. Yeah. And it would have been interesting to see how she would have gotten along. You know, things like that that I kind of, I kind of think are, you know, I think keep it simple, and then everyone knows to expect it. Yeah, and, and just... Derek said he would have done Mariah for Snatch Game, which I think would have worked really well for Snatch Game of Love because I mean, it's Mariah and all exactly. Those songs, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So we'll see. But Derek doing well, God. <laughs> <laughs> so Juju wins. She goes up against Monet. She gets beaten, as we sort of said. Maybe she threw it, um, and then. Shay, Blair, Cracker and India all vote for Mariah to go home. Alexis and Mayhem send Shay home and India votes or Mariah votes for India. So Mariah wins by four, by four to one. Hmm. It was going to happen. I'd have thought India would be at serious risk because having gone into the three to uh, twice, um, I think it shows that she kind of isn't competing at the same mm scale yeah. as the other queens but Mariah was in the bottom last week as well wasn't she so she was in it twice oh was she yeah, yeah. oh my god she was see yeah. I think India's India's arc in All Stars 5 has kind of been reached in episode 1 yeah. as she came back underdog kind of unknown and then wins yeah. and great but I think that's her highest high um, in the season so far so I'm starting to see her fall into the old India who is like involved for a few episodes and yeah. then heads home. And um, next week is the improv challenge. I don't think she stands no. a chance. No. Hell I, no. I think that she... Hell no, Storm. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I, I think it's, it's when she came back in in the first week and she 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 sort of like barreled through that challenge and did extremely well and won sort of rightfully. Though that being said, I would have said Mariah deserved to be in the yeah. in the top at least for for that challenge. She felt like she was kind of like on a mission. She was like, I, I'm going to win this. Comp- I'm going to win this. I want to be really, I'm going to stay at a drama. Whereas now she's kind of falling back into that habit you saw in season three of kind of like getting involved in drama, getting involved in kind of like talking about people behind their back, trying to kind of like, you know, give her like shady sort of opinions about stuff. And I don't know. There's, I, I was, I, I kind of, after the first week was excited to kind of like have India be someone who was going to become like a fan favorite, kind of like a Tatiana. But then yes. I think she hasn't really delivered on that. And maybe mm. in a way it was good that Tatiana went home in that second episode because she didn't get that kind of like peter out that we're seeing with India. Um, yeah, and she came back with a bang in that double lip sync with Alyssa Edwards. Exactly, yeah. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. Mm. I was going to say about India, this is going to be very punny considering the outfit, but a leopard doesn't change their spots. <laughs> and <laughs> <suit doesn't... laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> womp, womp. Y'all are laughing, though. <laughs> <laughs> Before actually, before we finish up, though, we should the guest judges have been have yes. been leaving me wanting more. Ever and I like honestly, I am the biggest fan of Nicole Byer. I love nailed it. Her podcast, Why Don't You Date Me, is hilarious. I even bought her picture book of her wearing nothing but swimsuits called Very Fat, Very Brave, and it's brilliant. And I was like, why, why, are, why didn't we see more of her comedy? Why didn't we see more of her? her I, I don't know. It just, it just felt like. All the guest judges are there for is to like to chat with Rue when he comes out of the room, and then it's sort of like no more contribution. She had like four lines in the entire thing, and she's like, been on before. She's... I don't understand what she's been... she was on for All Stars three, and mm. I'm just wondering, do they have did they spend all their budget on the prize or something? I don't know, and they're just like calling up people they know. It's very weird because like you know. <laughs> Obviously, other than Nicole, who else so far has there been that we've kind of gone, oh yeah, I don't really know you, don't really know you type of thing? That Tessa feeling. Thompson? Everybody? Yeah. yeah. Like, we're just constantly. Yeah, I know it's an American thing, and I'm sure this was the case with Drag Race UK that, you know, people were like, who the hell is <laughs> Lorraine Kelly? And we're like, oh my God. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so I get that it's an American thing, but, you know, in All Stars, do. You, they've, it's for one it's such a shorter season and yeah. there's less of a commitment isn't that better just to keep it as family and just keep it as yeah. Ross and and Michelle and, and uh, Carson I forgot his name I was going to say Graham <laughs> for some reason um, Graham Graham no it's Graham it's Graham um, <laughs> and just kind of do that thing and then if there's someone like um, uh, you know a fashion challenge and it's someone who's heavily involved in it or dancing bring oh you're bringing your like Todricks or your Jamal Sims or your, whoever the ones that they normally yes. get in yeah exactly I think it's what they set themselves such a high bar from like the standard seasons because the, the judges like last season in particular like if you think about the guest judges where you had Leslie Jones would like stole the show everyone was like <laughs> dying over uh, Alexia yeah. Ocasio Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez AOC, AOC. AOC. it's and, easier <laughs> yeah and then, Nicki Minaj and then Jeff Goldblum, Jeff Goldblum and like, it, Rachel Bloom yeah it was now we do have uh, Jenna Maroney <laughs> Oh well, that, yeah. <laughs> yes. I don't know because I I don't know if you watched AJ and the Queen. No, oh. no, it, we she, saw it was awful. So she she shows up during AJ and the Queen, which is I'm assuming why she then also showed up on this judging panel, and she left Shock. me. She left me. She left me underwhelmed because uh, I mean, but are you blaming her or are you blaming the script? I actually am blaming the script or Rue. I'm blaming or Rue. Rue. I mean, I, yeah. she's great in Thirty Rock. She's good in Kimmy Schmidt. So, I mean... And if only she can um, bring the same energy that she brought to America's Kids Got Singing. Yeah. <laughs> Climb back up your mother. <laughs> then I'd be happy. I like her crying on three. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully she doesn't bring her Ali McBeal energy. That's all we don't want. <laughs> okay, guys. Well, thank you for, for joining us today. What are you guys up to that people can, can join in on? During quarantine, after quarantine. Well, quarantine's over now, guys. Oh, we have a week left. (laughs) 
So all we're doing is what we were doing all along, eating and drinking and sharing those great, lovely things with the world. You know, we have our Instagram where we are basically constantly cooking, eating, uh, sharing things that we love, like Oprah in that sense. Um, (laughs) I love bread. (laughs) Oh yeah, let me know when the Gastrogaze book club starts. Yes. Funny enough, we actually did start one at the beginning. um, Because I couldn't be bothered cooking. So I set one up and it lasted, I think, about seven weeks. And then I was like, okay. Uh, I was going to book it. a week? It was actually two a week. It was. Oh my God. What? It was, like it was what of, a month. It was of cookbooks. It was oh, actual books. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, us two haven't read a book in about 10 years. <laughs> it's all cookbooks. Stirring oh. um, up your bechamel sorts, reading your Kill a Mockingbird, <laughs> yeah. doing your photo shoot for PayPal. I'm like, oh, oh no. Like, oh. I've, I've got my the Rue on the Hillary Mantel book. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it can happen. Um, so we're doing that, and then uh, we have our podcast, which is called Chew the Fat, which. Uh, has been taking a brief quarantined hiatus mm-hmm. because, um, uh, well, as it's all about restaurants and food and <laughs> stuff, so it's kind of on hiatus itself. But there's some so, great uh, classic episodes there, including yeah. Clang, uh, our one with Nigella Lawson, there's one with Don really? Skihan, and there's many other uh, food and drink heroes and warriors from across Ireland that uh, and beyond uh, who are worth listening to. Not a great episode. No, yes. I think that's if the if ever there was cause for that RuPaul meh mm. meme, it was it was this episode. I would say that the um, when I was watching it, that the deliberation portion where they were kind of chatting about who was going to get sent home or whatever, and it really felt like it was going to go a different direction. It was really pointing towards Shay leaving. Yeah, that like got me like that got me kind of that got, that got me going. It got the blood pumping. Um, I felt sick and- during it though, like, you know, oh god. <laughs> but and I think it's kind of because I think Shay is such an important part of this season and is obviously going to be like really contributing a huge amount to it that I think her going home would have been tragic. But just in terms of the episode, mm. it was so dull that I was like, like, it really was kind of like the best part of the episode was Monet's lip sync performance. That's <laughs> like, that's, that really is. It. Oh, I loved, <laughs> I loved Juju's story about how her granny made the chair and she was sitting on her lap, but I didn't understand a word she was saying. <laughs> We won't have a Sissy That Pod midweek episode out for you, but we will be on Bandwagons talking about Pride Week. So that'll be out on Tuesday. Make sure you check out Bandwagons. Vanula and Breed are talking about... Friends of the Pod. Exactly, Friends of the Pod. They're talking about what's hot, what's what's happening. Uh, not that Pride is a trend, but it, it is Pride Week they, next week. So that's why we're talking about They thought they needed authentic voices in the room and you cannot get more authentic than two <laughs> judgmental homosexuals. <laughs> we are full of privilege and pride. <laughs> pride and privilege. Yeah, that's the Jane... But no prejudice. That's the Jane Austen follow-up we all need. Um, and also because it's Pride Week, we have teamed up with Drop Dead Twice, James. Yes, we have. Really exciting. They are bringing back their full pride menu, which they've done for the last, a, a year or two ago, uh, and they're doing delivery cocktails. Now, we have they've agreed, and we've, we're excited that a euro from every cocktail purchased is going to go to GCN, which is wonderful, but even better news is that you can win one for free. If you're living in the Dublin area, which this is, we, we, we apologise to our regional fan base and our international fan base, our international <laughs> fans, we're very sorry, but if you are living in the county 
County of Dublin, uh, you can be in with a chance to win a free delivery cocktail from Drop Dead Twice, from their Pride menu. Uh, all you need to do is design your own cocktail. Decide what you would put in, in your own cocktail inspired by Annie Queen from RuPaul's Drag Race Cursory. Put it on your Instagram stories, tag us, tag Drop Dead Twice, and we will pick our fave. And that person will be lucky enough to win a, a gorge free cocktail delivery from... Um, from Would you put the nuts in the Latrice Royale, for example? <laughs> Maybe you want to go for something big and milky. It's all up to you. You let us know. Put it in your story. Tag us. Tag Drop Dead Twice. We'll pick our favourite. And you could be having a delicious cocktail Next while you're Saturday watching. Exactly. Mm-hmm. What more could you want? Until then, have a great week. Bye. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network.